This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris I thought this was pretty fascinating. Did you know that the blue whale has a three and a half foot anus, making it the second largest butthole in the world? Second largest. Three and a half feet. You could climb into that. Kind of puts a new perspective on the whole Jonah story, doesn't it? I know. I know. I was just making a little light humor. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, all right? I know. What does the Bible say? Don't add a word. Don't take away a word. Maybe the Jonah story. (laughs) Worked a little bit differently than we've led to believe. I'm just saying you can ask the question. It's legitimate. Go study your commentary. You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> when they talk about blowing back, I think that's what they're talking about. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I don't know, maybe it's my childish adolescent humor coming alive, okay, every once in a while. But I found this fascinating. Three and a half foot butt. And the blue whale, and it's number two. What's number one? That's the real question. I'm going to tell you. But before I do, I'm going to give you a little bait and switch. I want to tell you what I want to talk about because it's important. And I got a lot to offer you today. People are wondering what's going on in this country. Where are we headed? What's happening? Who's in control, for God's sake? And I'm going to give you some insight on that that you you won't get anywhere else. And the reason that you won't get anywhere else is because you can't. There's no independent podcast, I don't think of the, the scale of this one. I'm not aware of any. You could prove me wrong. I guess it depends on how you uh, define independent. You know, you take uh, Michael Savage, he's independent now, but he still has a he still has a syndicator or a producer or whatever, Cumulus or whoever it is that he's he's dealing with, I'm pretty sure, on the podcast, right? Yeah, he's got to deal with somebody. Um, everybody, it's the same. No agenda, they're listener-supported, uh, which is great, but then you're still working at the whims of the listeners which they have a ton of support. But this podcast, uh, I don't have to worry about anybody. I'm free to say whatever I want. And even if you don't agree with me, I hope you appreciate the beauty of that. And I do it, I think, in a fashion that tries to be conversational, informative, a bit funny from time to time. Uh, But it's great that I have the freedom that if I want to open a podcast talking about the size of a whale's butt, that I can do it. I don't have to worry about explaining to anybody. So, I don't know. You're going to get it here in a way that you can't get anywhere else. That's my point. Why? Because there's other influence that doesn't occur here. I'm going to give you an update on all that. And I'm also going to tell you what I think needs to happen. The days of praying and voting are over, my friend. Firmly over. I know. you got to vote. I'll continue to vote. What do you want me to do? But it's, it's worthless. It's completely worthless. Our free speech is dead. I'm going to give you an update on that, as well as take you back to something that was going on in 2018. And when you look at how the—actually, both stories were occurring in 2018, one circling back now, one not. And I'm going to tell you exactly how it relates today. I'll make it simple for you right now. Trump beat them at their own game. People forget this. And I predicted the demise of social media, and here we are. Can Twitter make a comeback? Perhaps, perhaps, but there's no free speech. It's gone. It's being proven right now. I'll give you all the details. The Kerry Lake lawsuit dismissed. Uh, Your vote doesn't matter. If that doesn't prove it to you, I don't know what does. The media propaganda has become such a laughing stock. We're being laughed at by countries around the world, I kid you not. I look at a lot of international news at this point, and people are openly laughing about the corruption in the United States. 
especially what's going on in Ukraine. Everybody sees it for what it is, but somehow here we don't. I don't know. But the media propaganda, I'm gonna, I'll give you the stories. It's just, it's laughable, but some people can't see it. I'll tell you what I see going on, and this really bugs me, and it's going to tie in with, with what I have to say later. You know, we had people that, that, that didn't believe it, right? Now, you knew, you know what I'm talking about. Well-meaning people, otherwise intelligent, that come up with these liberal ideas. And they're like, Wait, where are you getting this stuff? What, are you, not, what are you lost your mind? You're not making any sense, right? The whole, remember the whole free college? Oh, I, free, I support free college. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it couldn't even afford to get out of the gate. It was such a ridiculous idea. The whole thing was, was ridiculous. You had millions of people lined up to go along with it. But listen, so you have people that are fooled. And here's what's frustrating to me. The people that are fooled and the people that know, a lot of the people, those same people now today, you know what they say, Tadio? Uh, when, when the truth has become plainly apparent, I can't be bothered. This is just, it's, it's gotten to be too much. I can't, I, I, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Let me tell you, that's not a good spot to be in, especially considering, I believe that we're in a soft civil war right now. And I want to talk about this um, this, this uh, migrant drop-off. Did you see this story? I have to tell you, I, I've uh, supported mostly the migrant busing. Uh, mostly, I say, not completely, because they shouldn't be here in the first place. You know, we're just participating in our own self-destruction. And I've said before, I think it is an indication of a, of a soft civil war going, but this was really a shot over the bow that they're, they're sending this bus in uh, on, on Christmas Eve in front of Kamala, the vice president's residence in Washington, D.C. I'd be shocked to know if she was there. But who knows? She's probably out in California, I would imagine. Who knows? But from a humanitarian perspective, you step back. You see the photographs in the media. You know, the, the women and children on these buses. Um, and then the cold and, and going into the, the city at night. And driving in there like that, and having to do it on on Christmas Eve, no less. This, to me, is no way to treat our our good American drivers that have been patriotic and fulfilling their duties and doing what they can on the front lines of this war. And this is what we do to them out in the freezing cold, making them drive into Washington, D.C. Horrible. Horrible. I'm being kind of funny. Some people aren't going to like that. I really don't like the story, to be honest with you. I have to tell you, uh, when the story turns to, you know, dropping kids off uh, in the middle of the city in in 15 degree temperatures, I, I kind of gotta kind of gotta hop off at that point. We'll get into it a little bit more. I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Don't worry, they got everything they needed. They're going to be just fine. But it's not just the soft civil war that I see as the problem right now. As difficult as that circumstance creates, I think we're also seeing a soft world war going on. Have you seen these stories about these blasts in Russia? And I'm going to get into the details on this as well, but uh, they said the first question that came out, how, how is Russia's air defense systems penetrated? Well, they weren't. These are operatives on the ground more than likely. And I'll tell you how I think that's occurring, but here's the thing. It's happening here. More power plants blowing up uh, out in Washington State. You know, part of this power outage, they kind of glance at glossing over it. Who is it? Well, they blame it on white supremacists or white nationalists. It may be local operatives. I'll explain all that. But we may very well, 
uh, be experiencing attacks that, that may be coordinated from within but orchestrated by co- other countries. We've been doing it. What makes you think they wouldn't do it? All of the mind control experiments that the United States was doing, where do you think the ideas started from? From the Soviets, from the Germans. Everybody was interested in it. And I believe they made some progress. I really do. Putin has said that he's going to release information that the Ukraine biolabs were part of a depopulation plan to wipe out white people. I got some big questions on that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if that, that information comes out. Will anybody care? I don't know. But there's conflict going on everywhere. Massive conflict. Brazil, this whole election thing, you don't see any reports of it here. Ooh, we don't suggest anything that might throw us in the election denier category. Uh, what did I hear somebody say? This was classic. Um, what did they say? A fraudulent election denier? They turned it around. Very clever. Pope was out talking on Christmas. I would kind of prefer he just shut up, quite frankly. Not to be disrespectful to the Pope, which it clearly was. But um, I just, I'll tell you what I don't agree with when, when we get to the story. I got a couple other bunch of things here. This dead turtle scam, fascinating story. Charlie Kirk warning the RNC. Well, he's a rebel. Millions of Americans have left the country. That's really, where are they going? And why? I could see, give you a million reasons, but it's all still based on uh, money coming from America. Another uh, January 6th protester arrested. Two, what are we, two years into this? Anyway, he got into a standoff with the FBI. Don't do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to get into a standoff with the FBI. Um, Biden's COVID czar, whatever he is. He, uh, I, I saw it. I saw him say it. He said that there's no proof, there's no evidence that masks work. No study, no evidence. No evidence that masks are effective at combating COVID. Let me repeat that. No, I'm not going to. Amazon in big financial trouble. This is really interesting because all you hear about in the news is Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. How low can it go? Well, the fact of the matter is, and I had been saying this, I said, I don't know that their performance is, uh, is much different than anybody else. But let me tell you this real quickly. First of all, I, I predicted that Amazon would likely collapse along the same as uh, Facebook. And I'm not surprised at Tesla either. Look, listen, here's the top losers this year. Amazon, number one. Apple, number two. Microsoft, number three. Tesla, four. Facebook, five. NVIDIA, I don't know who that is. PayPal, Netflix, Walt Disney, and then Salesforce. What do you gain from all of those? Well, with the exception of Tesla and Apple, I guess, and I don't know what NVIDIA does, none of these com- companies actually makes anything. Amazon, they participate in the process, but they're a distributor. Uh, Apple, they make phones, of course, and Tesla makes cars. But the Tesla market grab was all fake. That whole company was built on uh, popularity amassed by bots. He knew how to play the game, too. All this is going to tie together. Fascinating stories. And then this I want to talk about. I know it's going to take us a little long into the podcast, but you got to hear this. Pedophiles living in group homes only steps from California schools. Let me repeat that. Pedophiles living in group homes only steps from California schools. I'm going to tell you how this happened, how it could impact you. I even know the lawyer who argued it all the way to the Supreme Court, a Republican no less. Fascinating story when I tell you how that could impact you.
man arrested uh, for sexual assault in Antarctica. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe she gave him the cold shoulder. Oh, 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 oh. That's like gong show bad. All right. Um, a man shot to death in a home invasion in Berks County on Christmas Eve. Yep, Christmas Eve morning. Guy broke into the house, I guess. The homeowner shot him. Berks County, if you don't know, that's where Redding, Pennsylvania is, home to the Redding Phillies. Or what do you call that, the double-A teams or the triple or the minor league teams? That's really much more enjoyable to go watch. You've actually had a good time. Maybe maybe this summer we'll do something like that. We'll see what happens. Go out there and have a little fun, watch watch a little bit of a baseball game. I'm not one to watch the whole game, but, you know, go out there and eat some slimy hot dogs and fried dough with sugar on it. What's that called? Funnel cakes. I love funnel cake. Anyway, Redding's like an hour west of Philadelphia, if you care. My sister used to live out there. Not in Reading. She lived in Berks County, though. Uh, but here's another home invasion, and I want to talk about that a little bit and kind of get you thinking about your home security and how you would fend off something like this. What would you do? I was talking about the cold yesterday. I was kind of making light of the whole situation because the media, you know, they go bonk. There's like there's nothing else to talk about. Like it doesn't like it never gets cold here in December, right? Like that's some kind of new thing. No, this time it's different. Believe me, it really is. Here's what's really unique about this time that we've never seen before. <laughs> 300 million idiots <laughs> believing in climate change instead of wrapping up. But anyway, uh, yeah, the joking was fun. I enjoyed it, but um, I want to talk about it a little bit seriously. To also get you thinking about what if you did become uh, outside unexpectedly? And what if you lost power in your home? My wife was asking me, coming back from New York, we spent uh, Christmas Day up in New York City. And it was a good visit. We made it in in and out very quickly. But um, it was definitely something on my mind. With the new year coming in, I've said to you that I want to talk about goals and discipline and motivation and personal development, and let me just, I don't even really like those terms, to be honest with you. I'll just say it simply like this. We are going through some really tough times. Uh, I think it's rolling in kind of slow. Thank God, I guess you could say. But the fact of the matter is we're engaged in in some real turmoil right now, however you want to classify that. And I really, I see people getting negative. I see people walking with their heads down. And I really believe that we need to do more to lift each other up. And I want to do my part to do that as much as I can to use my voice to do that. And today I want to talk about loneliness and what it means to be alone and the power in that, by the way, to be lonely, lonely, lonely. You got to learn how to deal with it. It's like anything. I got a huge story coming tomorrow on chemtrails. It's really fascinating. But let's get back to this uh, butt size issue, shall we? It's amazing to me to think that a rectum could be (laughs) that large. You kind of have to wonder how that That works on a mechanical basis. But what I found more fascinating was that it's not the biggest a-hole in the world. You know who the biggest a-hole is? Mitch McConnell. And why would I say that Mitch McConnell takes the top spot? Because he's a scorpion, a traitor of the worst kind. Because he causes us to question the trust between us that normally occurs between two people. He says one thing and he does another. He pretends to be your friend, your advocate, but he's not. I used this analogy in the past. What if your son was accused of a murder that you were completely certain he didn't commit and you come to find out that the lawyer representing your son is actually 
is actually getting paid by the other side. And when you confront them, he's like, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. They, they, that, that's separate. <laughs> yeah, it was that separate. Mitch McConnell, a rhino, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Very deceptive. I want to share something with you, and I want to put this in context. What do you say? Why is this important? Very funny. Whales have big butts. Mitch McConnell's a big butt. We already knew that. But it really speaks to where we're at, <laughs> I think, on both ends, with Mitch and the whale's butt. You know, I don't, I don't know that we could get much lower, but we probably will, really. And he's a big part of it. He's a big part of it. It's not just him. You can't bear the weight of our problems on Mitch McConnell. I mean, he's easy to finger today, and he's certainly been around long enough. Uh, he's been a big part of the problem. But you have to remember that the, these um, politicians have also been operating at the will of the, of the electorate as well. This level of corruption, the election of Obama, the year-over-year spending, these things have been going on for 30 years. The immigration problem. People have been allowing it to go on in this country. Can't blame Mitch McConnell solely for that. But people like him, people that are don't 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 not they're not liberal, but they're not conservative. What are they? What are they? They don't really take a stand. You really never know where they stand. I want to share something from you from uh, Common Sense by Thomas Paine. And of course I'm going to read from the modern English version I translated for you. But listen to this. Even though I would carefully avoid insulting anyone, you know, I don't agree with that. Uh, He says, I'm inclined to believe that all the people who support reconciliation with Great Britain could be described in just a few ways. Now, you could uh, take that phrase, support reconciliation with Great Britain, and you could change it to support year-over-year debt, support inaction on our borders, uh, support Ukraine. All right, I'm inclined to believe that the people who support those things, the people who do nothing about our elections, who do nothing to protect our free speech, to name a few, I think that those people could be described in just a few few ways. One, concerned men who are not trustworthy. Two, weak men with no vision, unable to see anything different because of their narrow-mindedness. And three, a certain number of moderate men who give more credit to the ways of Europe than it deserves. And you could change the term Europe to China and many others. It's the moderates, because of of their lack of careful consideration, who will cause more harm to America than the other two kinds of men. It's an interesting statement by Thomas Paine. Because the media today would have you believe otherwise. You know, it's always the radicals that are creating this conflict, this fringe minority. <clears throat> Not everyone sees the pain in the way others do, and this stands true today as much as ever. However, if we imagine for a minute Boston and how bad it is there. At the time that Thomas Paine was writing this, uh, there was a British occupation and uh, just a bloodbath going on in Washington. If you see how bad it is there, we can see the wisdom of renouncing a power no one can trust. Renouncing a power no one can trust. We can see the wisdom of renouncing a power no one can trust. The people of that unfortunate city who just a few months ago were enjoying an easy life and free-flowing money are now left with two options. Stay and starve or go out and beg. You understand that? What's happened in, in the cities at this time? 
not too far different from what you see in the cities today. How do you, you can't. Go look at downtown Seattle, Portland, parts of Philadelphia, almost every major city, Baltimore, no-go zones. Their friends attack them from outside the city. The soldiers of Britain attack them if they leave it. They are prisoners without hope of being saved, and regardless of which path they choose, they will be exposed to attack. This is also largely happening with uh, Latino migrants. And one of my concerns in all this, there's so many different things going on here, so many different stressors, but you could see absolutely a Latino revolution in this country, and they have the numbers. Look at what the Kurds are doing in, in France right now. Uh, they're saying that um, there's going to be more, a higher number of Muslims in, in Britain, I think, like next year than, than there are whites. They say, well, we shouldn't be fearful of that. I don't know if we're fearful of it. It is what it is, I suppose. But you're talking about a real uh, change of a lot of things, right? Structurally speaking. Thomas Paine goes on to say, he says, Passive people look somewhat lightly over the offenses of Britain, still hoping for the best, are inclined to ask, can't we just be friends again? We see this going on today, right? Can't we just let this all go? Come on, come on. God bless America. Nobody kneeling for the anthem now, right? But look at the emotions people carry. It runs contrary to human nature to bring reconciliation and expect people to live, honor, and faithfully serve the power that has brutally attacked them. And this is the problem that many people today have. And we explain, well, let's get along and accept Biden as the president illegitimately. If you cannot honestly say you can overcome that aspect of human nature, you're only deceiving yourselves and delaying the inevitable. The, the hate burns deep, doesn't it? That's what he's saying there. Your future connection to Britain, whom you can neither love nor honor. I feel the same way about this country today. That I can neither love nor honor. Sad to say. Will provide little more than short-term convenience. After a while, the relationship relapses and becomes much worse than it was before. If after considering this truth, you still say that you can overcome it, I ask, was your house destroyed? Is your family homeless without food? Have you lost a loved one to their violence while you still survive? If you haven't experienced this, you have no right to judge those who have. If you've experienced all this and you can still make peace with the murderers, then you are unworthy of the, of the name husband, father, friend, or a lover. Whatever title you assume, you have the heart of a coward and the spirit of a yes man. Wow. Right? This is what he's saying to people. How do you sit back and, and sit at the table with people who, who censored our voices? This is, this is not conspiracy anymore. It's become well-known fact, whether they want to deny it or not. They spin it all they want. The evidence is clear if you take the time to look at it. The censoring of this country, clear violation of the Constitution. And we're just supposed to, ah, it was, I guess it was a misunderstanding. Masks don't work. We're forcing our kids to wear them. All the, th- the things that went on. Oh, oh, and then there's this little matter of the stolen elections. But everybody's just supposed to say, ah, listen, we're going to do things differently going forward, so let's just, just move on. I don't see that happening at all. But that's not even the important stuff, really. That's not even the stuff that matters. That's not the stuff that's going to motivate people to, to change, which at this point is going to mean a, a revolution. I don't know how else you could put that. But we're going to need to make a, a radical departure. So what is the big issue? Well, it's the financial issue. 
and this just this running into the ground with the way the money is being spent. A lot of destruction. You know, imagine just um, if you had a, 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 a let's just say a room full of children to take care of, and you bring out a morning snack, and you say you give them a couple of brownies, right? And they they like, oh, that's great, nice treat, right? And you give them a second one. Well, that's when you start start to run into problems, right? Now they they start to act a little different. You keep letting them eat the brownies. Three, four brownies in. Right now you got kids with belly aches and they're moaning and they're kicking each other. Six, seven brownies in, you got a really crappy situation. You might be happier with the whale's butt than those kids, right? (laughs) I'm on a roll today with the potty mouth, aren't I? I think it's the same way with the fiat money. We're choking on it, and it's causing all kinds of other problems. But let me just keep this in simple terms. When people start to see that they can't retire, uh, that they their savings is wiped out, they're losing their homes and things like that, that's when you're going to see. And there's a lot of it going on. There's a lot of economic destruction that's gone on since, since the Great Recession. People's credit destroyed. People's hope destroyed. All these uh, young people that were convinced to take out these student loans that they can't get away from. I wonder if anybody's actually studied if there's a role, a link with that, that they become so desperate under the weight of these loans. They can't discharge them in bankruptcy. So what do they do? They just go off grid, disappear, disappear and do heroin because it's better than facing a, trying to pay back a $150,000 loan on a college degree that's completely worthless. Imagine the desperation. I wonder what the role of that is. That whole fleecing that took place. It, all that took place very easy. How did how was how was the American public fleeced with with uh, college education? It was it was just a money move. They just printed money on cheap loans, government backed loans. Now they want to talk about loan forgiveness, running up this debt. What's the consequence of that? It's not free college. What else do you call that? If it's not free college, people borrow money that they don't pay back, right? <laughs> Who, who destroyed the Russian pipeline? Well, it wasn't the Russians. <laughs> yeah, but who did it? Well, it wasn't the Russians. Thomas Paine goes on to say, this is not inflaming or exaggerating the matter, but trying to examine the situation from the perspective of those who've suffered. Otherwise, we are incapable of carrying out our social duties with proper appropriateness. I don't mean to point out horrors for pro- provoking revenge, and this is a key point, we should not seek revenge, but to wake us up so that we can create a common goal. Britain and Europe don't have the power to conquer America unless we continue to postpone taking action and accept a lack of courage, and the same is true today. This winter is the perfect opportunity, but if we let it pass or neglect to capitalize on this opportunity, the whole continent will suffer the consequences. If that happens, there is not a punishment we deserve more because we sacrificed this opportunity. Let me finish this, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts. It's ridiculous to assume that because it's the way things have always been that this continent can remain the subject of an external power. Even the most positive people in Britain don't think that. Even the wildest imagination can't envision a plan short of separation that can provide long-term security. Reconciliation is a misguided dream. It's done because, as Milton explained, never can true reconciliation occur where the wounds of deadly hate have gone so deep. And that's a real, real problem for this country. So, uh, 
what does this mean? Well, let me tie in the Mitch McConnell thing uh, real, real quick. You know, uh, Mitch McConnell and many people like him very much fall into the category that I just described from those Thomas Paine writings, right? Neither here nor there, no backbone, no character, doesn't represent the will of the people and what the people want. They talk about this threat to democracy. They're the threat to democracy. And the proof that I offer to you is the Twitter poll that Elon Musk did asking if people supported this omnibus spending bill, $1.7 trillion that nobody even read. And the poll overwhelmingly said no, that people did not support it. Just a clear indication that easily of how off base our government is from what the people really want. What kind of democracy is that? It's not a republic where the law isn't honored, and it's not a democracy where the will of the people isn't honored. But as long as they're allowed to continue to to borrow money and at this pace, they're going to have to continue to invent calamities such as Ukraine, right, because they need the rebuilding opportunity. They need something to ignite the change. They're saying they need a trillion dollars over there. Well, whoever ends up paying for that, that's going to mean another trillion dollars is needed to be printed or created, not even printing it anymore, by the Treasury. And it goes on the books as more debt. I saw a guy did a video that the um, the Treasury is bankrupt. It's always been bankrupt. <laughs> It's always been a scam, a Ponzi scheme. It was known that from the day that it was created. But my point is this. Until either the inflation um, or Social Security gets wiped out, what's going to happen then? You don't think it's coming? John Nance, that's his theory, rediscovering republicanism. He's the author of the book. Remember I had him on? He said he thinks that that'll be the next revolt when young people realize that Social Security is worthless. Another looming disaster. Meanwhile, this uh, Mitch McConnell and those like him, they vote for a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that provides more protection for them than it does for us. Really amazing. The government's become corrupted. We have no free speech. We have no votes. I'm going to get into all that in more detail. But what do you do when you no longer have a voice and you no longer have a vote? We said the answer was to pray and vote. And we did. We turned out in record numbers in 2020 election. But somehow, faceless mail-in ballots gave Biden even more votes. And even once you get beyond that, you got people like Mitch McConnell that are voting for things that the people don't don't want. What do you do? I'm going to tell you. Let me continue. Let me lay out the evidence, and then I'll tell you the plan. We come to find out now that it was true all along that the DOJ, the CIA, and the FBI were censoring the news. In other words, that we have no voice censoring people like me. They continue to do it. And it wasn't until the the data became available to, to other people and that they figured out how to use it, specifically Trump, that's when they wanted to end it. You remember the Cambridge Analytica story? Does anybody remember that? Cambridge, and now the company, Meta, they don't even say Facebook anymore. Meta. This whole thing is very strange to me. Um, so the Cambridge Analytica case is that Cambridge Analytica was able to purchase user data from Facebook. And then that data was used to target people uh, for the Trump campaign. And 
Nobody had a problem with it until he was doing it. Well, anyway, uh, and that's my version of the story, by the way. I'm, I'm sure there'd be different stories. There was a lot of um, uh, fingers flying. I'm going to get a little more into that, too. But the bottom line is this. Uh, last week or whatever, Facebook agreed to pay $725 million to settle the lawsuit around the Cambridge Analytica case. I don't even know who filed the lawsuit, for God's sake. Who are the, the plaintiffs in this? There's, like, no American news on this. We pushed for a settlement. 2019, Facebook agreed to pay $5 billion to resolve a Federal Trade Commission probe of its privacy practices and $100 million to settle uh, SEC claims that it misled investors about the use of users' private data. So I don't know who got the money, the government. I think the government created this thing. They were manipulating it. They were certainly doing it from from Twitter. Everything was fine until, until Trump could get a hold of the data. Well, we can't have this. And this is part of my theory. <clears throat> whatever the involvement, whatever the, the context of all that, whatever the, the relationships were, that the monster got out of control, they've had to shut it down, which is exactly what we're seeing. Am I making sense with all this? This is huge to me. When you think about the, 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 the breaking down of Facebook, the taking down Facebook, like uh, in some kind of quiet fashion, kind of weird, really. It's one of the things that the Internet has done is it's exposed things. Here's an article I wanted to just share this one. It's really fascinating uh, from Politico. How Twitter bots and Trump fans made release the memo go viral. Russian bots and their American allies uh, gamed social media to put a flawed intelligence document atop the political agenda. That should alarm us. It wasn't that they put it to the top that was alarming. It was the fact that the, the, they couldn't control the levers anymore. What was the memo? Um, <clears throat> this was, had to do with the, uh, I, thought, I thought, the pro-politica story. <clears throat> I didn't get too far into that detail. But it just goes to prove my point that basically... Uh, on some level, the government was involved in using this machine for some kind of manipulation, and all that was going on, and they didn't even want to put the brakes on it until somebody else got a hold of it. Then all of a sudden, they, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I think you're going to see the same going with the stolen elections, by the way. Bottom line is, right now, uh, we really have no voice. The way the politicians aren't listening the bots, the disinformation. In the meantime, did you see that the Cary Lake lawsuit was dismissed? They said there was no evidence or not enough evidence. I don't know how you look at the merits of that case and and say that that was a a reasonable outcome of all that. Why won't they even engage in a proper investigation? The bottom line is this. We have no vote. If we do, you can't trust it. How do you have any reasonable confidence in this crazy convoluted system that's been created. It's nuts. It's mayhem. Let me leave you with this little thought from, from Thomas Paine. Last quote from old uh, no, I have two more. Second to last one. He says, no peaceful approach to ending this conflict has been effective. The king has rejected our prayerful requests as if we're unworthy of his consideration. It's as if his pride has been honored by his denial of our requests. Nothing makes it clearer that the kings of Europe have unrestricted power. 
The only option is hostility. So let's get it over with so that our children aren't left to deal with the problem. That was in 1776. And I want to tell you very clearly, I do not believe that violence or protests are the answer to anything or are going to help this country in any way. I don't believe that morally. I don't believe that practically. Uh, it just simply wouldn't happen. Here's what needs to happen. Here's what the ne- next revolution looks like. And you can find examples of this. The American Revolution wasn't the only revolution, and there were other countries that turned around. The Velvet Revolution in Czechoslovakia, uh, Gandhi, and what he did in, in, um, in, in, in India peacefully. Never a shot fired in India. It wasn't there was no violence they were on the receiving end, but they never engaged in it. But I think there's an even better way, and that better way is simply this. Stop paying taxes. That's when the revolution begins. When they begin to see that there's an alternate plan, what do you think the fear of all the Bitcoin and and things like that was? That's now been destroyed. Same thing. They realize, like, oh, wait a minute. We can't tax it. We can't control it. We need need our own digital currency. If they want digital currency, we'll give them digital currency, but we got to control that. And if that happens, look out because the reverse, if you can't spend any money because you have to be on this digital hook that they can monitor everything, that's doomsday. That's doomsday. Maybe it'll be the be the litmus that people finally say we need to create our own separate currency. It's not that hard to do. Not hard to do at all, really. The bottom line is we need to act. And I think that's the, the modern revolution. The modern American revolution is to dismantle the government by simply defunding it where you get a large enough contingent, a number of states, ideally states, governors. Imagine the state of Texas governor simply says, I'm issuing a state law. No money is to be sent to the federal treasury. Here's the penalties. If the federal government wants to send the Marines down here, then so be it. Never see it happen. If you could get a couple of states that would gang together and do that, they were willing to group together and say, we're going to even agree to create our own currency. That's really the best way to make that happen. How does that come together in terms of who leads it, guides it? Well, it's really wishful thinking, isn't it? I know this. We need to act. Trump knows that. Last quote from Thomas Paine. It's naive to think the same problems won't develop again. We thought the repeal of the, of the Tax Stamp Act was the answer, but it was only a short-term fix. It would be wrong to assume that a settlement today won't be renewed fighting later. I'll say this. uh, I don't think Trump is the warrior that people think that he is. He talks tough. And I'm not saying he doesn't fight. You know, he fight in the legal. But when it comes time for blood and guts, I don't think he has it. And he certainly cannot commit to the economic destruction that's going to need to occur to right this ship. It's the only other way. The only way uh, growth occurs is through struggle, and we're going to get firsthand witnessing of that at some point, if not us, our children. I'll say this. Government is largely guided by fear. You you can look at a government like a dog. If you look at society as as the master and government as the dog, You've heard me talk about this before. You, you, you want to make sure that your dogs don't bite you or your family. They need to be a little fearful of you. In other words, the dog needs to be a little concerned that you might kill it. And you need to be serious about that. And once you establish that line, things really change, you find. They really do. Or you just, I'm simply not going to accept that. And look in my eyes and know that I'm not kidding. 
things begin to change. Once enough people begin to do this, say, listen, we're going to set up our own separate lower states currency and just get off this merry-go-round and, and break away financially. That's really how the breakaway occurs. There's no war. There's no conflict. You're not going to fight the Marine Corps. You're not going to fight the FBI. You're going to fight and lose. They're not going to do it. You don't want to go into uh, cities and start uh, firing on American people. It would be a disaster in every way. Let me tell you how deep this media propaganda has been. Uh, This is an article from today. I think this has been circulating around. Putin being kept alive on Western cancer drugs to continue waging war. Is that accurate? I don't know. I have the link right here from Russian Times. They got video. He was up visiting uh, weapons factories. He's climbing up, bouncing around. Looks like he's got all kinds of energy. Looks great. Then here's another one for you. Red-faced Putin, Russia now ready to negotiate over Ukraine war. I heard his comments firsthand. It wasn't red-faced. He said, look, Russia has remained and is open to negotiating. Uh, but the, the Ukraine, under the guidance of the United States, the thumb of the United States, they're not willing to negotiate. The United States says we're not negotiating until, until Russia pulls out. What kind of negotiating is that at this point? But my point is this. Putin wasn't red-faced. They said, well, this is like a little micro-lie. What's the big deal? I mean, just be constantly being misled. He's not embarrassed. He's doing the right thing. In that regard, I don't agree with the invasion. I don't know how you reconcile all that at this point. He lied about it. But, you know, what do you say? Was he supposed to pre-announce? Yeah, I'm going to invade the country. Yes, I do believe that. I do believe that you have to be open and honest with these things. Declare it out loud. At least when you're the underdog, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. We're sharing this with you now so that you have as much time as possible to react and hopefully avoid this as the goal. But just look at the lies of the media. Putin being kept alive on Western cancer drugs. He's bouncing around. You're being led to believe he's like half on his deathbed fighting till the bitter end. I don't know. Anyway. I want to talk about this uh, migrants being dropped off outside of Vice President Harris's home. I think that this is escalation of this with the busing, I think, is, is, is a soft civil war, as I mentioned. Could the next step be something like I said, where you say a couple states group together and say, hey, we're going to adopt our own currency. We're going to step away from this federal system. I think you could. But on the, on the busing story itself, all joking aside, I said it was inhumane to do that to the bus drivers. You know, it really kind of is from the context of, would you want to drive that bus in there? Somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'll drive you in there. they got no business being there. There's women and children on that bus. And you're just doing, dropping them off in there like that. No, I, I could not do that. The fact that they're of a different nationality and a different culture uh, really makes little distinguish in my decision on that. You know, I, I, I don't know how you uh, call yourself a good Christian. I don't know how you... Um, Call yourself a good person when you're engaging in things like this. I've talked about the issue of the the veteran dilemma. What do you do if you're leading a convoy and there's a baby in the middle of the road? You press on the gas. That's what you do and hope for the best. You stop that truck, you got a big problem. You can bet on that. And that's that's the moral dilemma. And I I talked about the situation from... um, it was an American sniper or whatever when he was faced with the decision to shoot the kid. I'm not going to get into all that today, but uh, I, I just can't go along with the idea of dropping 
women and children off in the freezing cold on Christmas Eve, no less, to make a political point. I'm reasonably certain Kamala Harris wasn't even there. And either way, it's not going to have any impact on her. Yes, it, it makes a political statement, but that goes both ways. Even if you wanted to argue this purely from the political merits, as many people as are going to go along with it, people like myself are going to say, I don't agree with it at all. Dumb decision. In fact, good, good ammo for Democrats. Really good ammo. You know, when those Republican governors were dropping you off in the middle of the night in the freezing cold, we were there to help you. What have you just done? You just created lifelong Democrats in doing that. And, and for me personally, I lose respect for Abbott in this. You say, well, we're still being burdened on Christmas Eve. Indeed you are. I just, I don't, I don't agree with it at all. I think it was a stupid political move, and I think it was just a really stupid uh, humanitarian move. I really do. I find it utterly disgusting, quite frankly. I try not to sensationalize these things because I remember digging on Joe Rogan when they were talking about the babies in cages. And Joe Rogan, it's a baby, it's a baby. Yeah, well, they're the ones coming to the border. It's not like we're going and getting them, right? Uh, so there's culpability here. But to put them on a bus, they don't know where they're going. Are we getting all the details on that? Who knows if that's even true, right? Either way, <clears throat> just to, to sum up my point in that, you can look at the veracity of it increasing. And what do you call it? Soft civil war, I say. At the same time, you got like a multi-front world war, world unrest going on. Brazil's a mess right now. Talk about civil war with their whole election scam down there and the Bolsonaro supporters and the militaries involved and it's an ugly situation down there. In France, there was a huge group of, um, uh, I forget from the Iraq there, the Kurds, Kurds that protested. I forget what happened to, to trigger that. Um, North Korea was launching missiles. China issued another warning to the United States and Taiwan all over Christmas, no less. Crazy. It's just everything seems to be escalating. But listen to this. This is why I say we're in a soft world war, besides all that. You heard about these blasts inside of Russia, and the first thing that came out said, well, how did they penetrate the air defense systems? They didn't. I think there's ground operatives doing this. How's this happening? So you're telling me that there's American CIA agents in Russia? Perhaps, but not likely. I would say that these are likely government contractors. There's a huge amount of money that's spent. The, you know, this money that disappears from the from the Pentagon where do you think a lot of it goes? They buy this influence. So easy, right? <clears throat> you find some uh, disgruntled Russian, which I'm sure isn't hard to do. Maybe you got a little substance problem. Maybe you got a little gambling issue. Maybe a little jail time for this or that or whatever. They hate the man. They're not doing well. Hey, you know, you, you recruit these people. They, I, don't, I don't know how you do this. They know how to do this. I don't know how to do it. They find out who's vulnerable. They've all in, in, engaged the CIA, uh, Russia, Germany, many other countries, United Kingdom, in these um, uh, these experiments with mind control, which I don't know if they've completely perfected it, but with the combination of drugs, I have to believe that they've come pretty doggone close and there's a lot of evidence to support it. Plain and simple, uh, why haven't they released the Kennedy files? I don't know. They say it's a national security issue. How's that exactly? So I think that the, 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 the CIA has contractors around the world probably within the United States. How'd the wildfires start up during the 2020 election out west? But here's the other thing. The same thing's happening here, uh, out in Washington over the over the holiday. Uh, thousands of people without power because a, a substation there was, I'm pretty sure it was shot at 
and, and blown up. Could that be the Russians doing it here, that they have plants here? How could it not be? I, I know people that have uh, dealt with Russians. A lot of Russians down in, in uh, Maryland. It's a little crazy when that happens. Uh, definitely an, an aggressive uh, society, I guess you could say. And definitely some shady dealings that you hear going on there. Um, but anyway, could it be that, that, that there's paid contractors doing this on behalf of Russia? Somebody that's sympathetic to Russia? Either way, we're like in a soft civil war and a soft world war and an economic collapse all at the same time. Listen to this. Putin has said that he's going to release information, evidence, that the Ukraine U.S.-owned bio labs were there as part of a depopulation plan to wipe out white people. I kind of question this whole thing um, because white people are already in huge decline, right? That's what we're being told. People aren't having enough children. But either way, there's a lot of a conflict uh, going on. What's that a sign of? I think a huge part of it is, is spiritual, I really do. A huge part is economic, a huge part is spiritual, and they're tied together. The Pope said <clears throat> over Christmas that the world was suffering from a grave famine of peace. I'm sorry, I keep coughing. Uh, since I had COVID like two months ago, I still had this lingering cough. My daughter... She didn't have COVID, but she's had a, a, a lingering cough thing as well. Really not good for podcasts. I'll try to stop doing that. I'm just I keep sipping the water. What can I do? I'm not going to stop talking. You're not going to stop me. Pope says a grave famine of peace. What kind of leadership is that? What Grave famine of peace. Why is he speaking in the negative? Why isn't he speaking with a message of hope? That we need to pray for peace. That people around the world need to come together to support basic human rights, righteousness, and doing what's right for each other and God. And it's the, really the truth that we need to begin working together, uplifting each other. And that begins with peace. The, all the conflict must stop. But it has to begin with being honest. Am I right? I am. I know I am. Dead turtle scam. This is really a fascinating read. Let me give, it, give you the gist of it. And this is the kind of stuff that's going on today. Just plainly. You hire people, they go do it. Guy was running for office down in uh, Florida, Florida House of Representatives. And I guess he supported this particular development project. This uh, ABC News reporter goes out and asks him in a public meeting about the 20 dead gopher tortoises. So apparently these tortoises are kind of like a, you know, among environmentalists or, you know, a buzzword out there. Yeah, what about these dead turtles? And it puts the politician on his heels, change the outcome of the election. Guess what? There was never any dead turtles. It's a completely fake story. And what do you do about it? Charlie Kirk, trying to explain to the RNC that uh, changes need to be made. And, and what he said specifically is that there's insufficient support amongst the grassroots members. They're going to just leave the Republican Party. I'm out, pretty much. I was thinking about running for office, so I registered as a Republican again, but I'm not a Republican. I don't have any. This Republican Party doesn't represent me. Why would I represent them? Millions of Americans have left the country. Where are they going and why? Cheaper cost of living. It's like this wealth transfer. Some of the stories are amazing. You can get out in places in Mexico and, and live very inexpensively down there. You're going to do something like that. You better know the laws. People go to... Um, um, 
uh, not Puerto Rico. Um, Costa Rica is another one. You know, some of the weather in these places, you need to be able to get out. But uh, there's many retirement stories where people say, you know what, <clears throat> I can live a lot cheaper down there than I can up here. I'm going to go down there and, and, and live a nice retirement in a tropical area. I've said this, you know, what's wrong with Mexico? It's a beautiful place, right? Maybe I'll retire down to Mexico. Less aggravation at this point. Another guy arrested for this January 6th insurrection lie. Got into a standoff with the FBI. I don't believe any of it. The story about the, the Biden's COVID czar, knucklehead, whatever he is, saying that there's no evidence to show that masks work. I can't pe- believe people aren't outraged. You know who's outraged? The left. Oh, what? You're taking away our masks? Now what else are we going to lose? It's kind of funny from that from that standpoint. This is uh, from The Street, which is an economic financial paper. Amazon's nightmare is rep- reminiscent of the dot-com collapse. Um, all these top companies, I'm really questioning the American equity, uh, financially speaking, how much these values have been propped way up through uh, false information, fiat money, and the 401k system that guarantees that whether the stocks are up or down or it's being managed properly, there's the constant feed of money being pumped into the machine that never gets turned off. That's a problem. Apple, I've said this for a long time. By the way, I haven't bought a new iPhone. Uh, I was with Apple back in the early days. I had one of the early Macs. I considered myself a Mac guy. I uh, had one uh, not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago was the last one I had. Uh, I had my reasons for changing. really wasn't related to the Mac product itself, although to some degree. Um, but the bottom line with the, the Macs and the iPhones is the prices are ridiculous. Spending $1,200 on a phone. I don't know, the, the ultra video and stuff like that's kind of cool. But I think you can get that from a lot of devices now, and I see there's more pressure on it. I saw an article, maybe I'll talk about it later in the week, on the Windows phone and how advanced that was and then what happened to it. It was kind of interesting. Apple kind of bullied their way into that despite the Windows product being a better product. Pretty fascinating, really, right? Very fascinating when you think about it. Anyway, there's big problems with the stock market right now. You know, there's people that you know around the world like, man, it's not it's not so cool to own to own Apple right now. When you look at all the top companies, Microsoft, Microsoft is nothing but a scam. The Microsoft products have been in the toilet for a while. You've heard me talk about this. It's no surprise to me that they're number two. Amazon, Amazon, the value just went up artificially, in my opinion. Uh, I question whether the business model can work. I always have. It worked great when gas was cheap. It worked great when gas was cheap and and they weren't making money and and people weren't complaining about making money. But now the drivers want to get paid and the price of gas is up and all of a sudden things change a little bit. I'm sure they have benefits of scale that they didn't have before as well. And they've created this incredible distribution network. You know, I can't remember the last time something was delivered by a non-Amazon delivery service. They just don't do it anymore. Everything here is delivered directly by Amazon. Amazing when you think about that in itself. And even partners took it took it over. But a couple things I'll say. <clears throat> Amazon is really nothing more than a <laughs> warehousing and, and delivery service. The, the software platform, which is fantastic, by the way. I did almost all my Christmas shopping on Amazon. The ability to search on there for gifts is very powerful. I love it. Worked out great. Thank you, Amazon. 
but when a company gets that big, has that much influence, it begins to be a problem, right? Either way, I think the values were propped up. I think the effect of gas prices is going to has to have an effect. And I think we're seeing the effects of all that right now. What was the, the correct value of Amazon? Probably nowhere close to what it was. This article from the Post Millennial is talking about uh, uh, pedophiles living in group homes only steps from California schools. You've heard me uh, talk about this. There was a, an argument made. It was actually here outside of Philadelphia. It was um, They got the perfect uh, storm with this. There's a woman, uh, Mangle, Donna Mangle, a uh, local town here. She started uh, group homes for mentally handicapped people. And she got one and two and three, and pretty soon uh, half the town was filled with these mentally ill people running around these homes, and it really created a, certainly a change of scenery, among other things. And not everybody was happy with that, to say the least, on many issues. It really did create many problems. The town began to shut it down under the zoning law, saying, hey, you can't have these group homes in single-family districts. The argument was made to the Supreme Court on the definition of a family, and the outcome of that was a change in the definition that you can't keep two people from living together if that's what they choose to do. Now, it's really an important basis of living in a free liberal society that you have the liberty, if you will, that if you want to have your buddy Joe stay with you, that you're welcome to do that. That if you want to have, uh, if you want to do your part to help the, the community and you want to have a couple of handicapped, mentally handicapped people stay with you, and maybe your neighbors don't like it, because they run around the yard with their helmets on and drooling and making noises, and some people uh, don't want to be around that. I don't quite understand that, but that's another issue in itself. That's only one tiny part of the issue, right? And that's how it was able to get done, because how much sympathy are you going to give the old curmudgeon? I don't like these retards in the backyard. Hey, we don't talk like that anymore, and we show respect for people, and that's part of living in a free society. That's what happened. Those were the words that were used. I saw it all happen. I watched it go on for years. Under that context, they got the law changed. The definition of a family was changed. Well, 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 well. Then that word disability got kind of thrown in there somewhere. Did you know that alcoholism is a disability? Remember when they changed that? Alcohol, it's not a choice. It's a disease. Uh, In other words, you're going to pay to fix it, but that's not enough either. So part of the treatment program, now this includes drug addicts, this includes alcoholics, it includes pedophiles, among many other programs that push people into what you would call halfway houses, group homes. By changing the law on what a family means, what this means is that you could have one pop up right next to you. And if you live in, like, suburban U.S. where you may be, you know, 50 feet from your neighbor's house, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about a group of, say, 6, 8, 10. How many bedrooms? Where do you live? What are the the size of them? You have four-bedroom homes there, let's say. Let's say it's a four-bedroom home. When they buy these group homes, these organizations that are kind of quasi-government funded, they're money-making machines. These investors, quote, investors, buy them. I know these. I met them. Had deep discussions. with the, I told you, I know the lawyer. I know the investors. I know the whole thing. I know Donna Mangle. 
I've gone through the whole thing. It's a fascinating story. But you could have, you know, say it's a five-bedroom, and there's no limit on this. There's really no way to regulate it. You could put two guys in each bedroom, although I think they try to avoid that kind of stuff. And they generally do a pretty good job. They don't want trouble. Uh, you know, they, no smoking in the house. So just imagine this for a second. I consider the layout of our property. We're on a uh, pretty large lot here, but and we've got a nice buffer. We're completely private, except for one of certain parts of the property. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, the road we live on, I find cigarette butts out front in my driveway all the time. It drives me nuts. I think some of it is delivery drivers. I think a lot of it is just people driving by and learning. It's amazing how many cigarette butts on the side of the road. It's kind of crazy, really. Um, but anyway, I think to myself, what if all of a sudden like 10 to 12 recovering meth heads were living in the house next to me and out front smoking? I'm not going to like that at all. My wife wouldn't like it. My dogs wouldn't like it. I could just imagine, like right now, we have an old lady that lives next to us and a retired couple on the other side of us. Someday that's going to change. What's it going to be? Could it be a group home? Not likely where we're at, but it could happen where you're at. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. All because the definition of family changed. And people give these warnings about things. You know, when you start changing the definition of marriage, for example, Right, all of a sudden, you're like you know, marriage equality, and we're looking at uh, some some dude dressed as a woman in the White House. This stuff has serious consequences on your life. My wife was asking, like, how, how, did, "How does all this happen?" You go back to the law, law change and allowing propaganda that was signed by Obama. It's just nuts how out of control government has gotten. This story, a man was arrested after his female colleague said he was suffocating her with his leg. This is a nutty story to me, these scientists. And this. Apparently, it's a big problem with assault. But listen to this. Apparently, she took his, his badge or his name badge or something, and she hid it. And it sounds like he got angry. And he grabbed her to take it from her, to search her for it. And put her on her back. So I guess like tripped her off or whatever. Doesn't say he hurt her. But then he had his leg on her throat. And she was like tapping out kind of thing. And he wouldn't immediately let go. And so it sounds like he strong-armed her a little bit. Now, I thought there was supposed to be this whole equality thing with men and women. And she's grabbing his badge and taking it. Either way, I wouldn't have done that. I don't, I don't agree with laying a hand on a woman pretty much ever for any reason, for the most part. I mean, at some point, you have to defend yourself or something like that, but it's not appropriate over a name badge. Why? But is that sexual harassment now? What, how is the definition? I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I, you know, we got in a fight. It wasn't handled, but that wasn't sexual harassment. And the guy's going to be on, like, a sexual predator list? No wonder the numbers are so high. Is that why? Another home invasion out in Berks County, two, one, two counties away from me, two counties. I see them happening all over the place. It's, I see it as a growing problem and a growing concern. I don't know the details of this. The guy was shot. Interesting to me that people were able to see an intruder and get their guns out and ready them. Who knows what else was going on there? But are you prepared for it? Somebody came in your house, especially if they were armed? This says home invasion. It doesn't say the guy was armed. That's another thing. If you shoot somebody in your house unarmed, do you know the laws? Are you prepared to deal with that? Do you know what to say to the police? might want to think about it. You might also want to think about what you're going to do if it's uh, 15 degrees like it's been. 10, we were down to like 12 here, I guess. I think we might have hit a little lower even. We were coming back from New York City. I was just like watching the temperature drop with each mile. It was kind of weird. 
We left up there at like uh, 5, 6 p.m., 1,800 hours. And the whole way back just kept getting colder and colder. I'd give it some thought. You know, being that we did, I packed gear in the car. I'm like, we're 100 miles out, man. Uh, I did not want to get caught in this. We have an emergency bag ready to go, but I took my heavy jacket, I took gloves, and I took a hat. I thought, I mean, even if I got to walk two miles to a gas station or something like that, out there in that kind of cold, it'll kill you. My wife said to me, what would happen if we lose power? We got a notification from our, our power company, Pico, said asking to conserve power, not able to generate enough power. Fascinating. What would we do? It would be a problem. Not really. Plug in the generator, keep the heat on, and um, keep the well pump running, and uh, we'd be just toasty. And um, probably uh, I could actually run light circuits off of that as well. Uh, But I have solar lighting as well, so we'd be fine. But I keep telling you, it's a big issue. Right now, um, about an hour with temperatures this cold, the the house starts to get cold. Two hours, you're going to be noticeable. Four hours, vulnerable pets and things like that could be in trouble. We're heading into the new year, and I said that we need to be uh, supporting each other and lifting each other up. And a big topic that comes up, and it's affected me too, is that people begin to feel lonely, particularly around the holidays. They think nobody cares, and that's a a harrowing feeling. Nobody cares. Well, show somebody that you care for one thing. It's the best way to combat your own loneliness. Show somebody that you care. Do something. You know, love is, is an action word as well. It's not just a feeling. But that's not really why I bring it up. I really believe that you see people that get lonely. A lot of people, they create it for themselves. I'm one of them. I get a little lonely sometimes. I'm like, I don't really want to be around people. I was talking to my son. Uh, our family's very disconnected. Maybe I've told you about some of it. And he said, well, you know, Dad, uh, you know, the door works both ways. I was like, oh, let me be clear. I, I don't want to open the door. <laughs> I think it's a shame that this has happened, but... I'm not ready to throw myself. So whose fault is that? I'll take the blame for it. I can't put up with the nonsense. It's an insult to my intelligence sometimes. Same thing as the politics going on. It's an insult to humanity, quite frankly. I don't know how how you'd say that. I don't want to be bothered. I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be by myself than around a bunch of lunatics, wouldn't you? I'd rather be by myself than around a bunch of morons, a bunch of self-destructive fools. What good is that? I think there's a lot of benefit to learning to be alone and being comfortable with being alone. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I think the first start is understanding your value, your place, and what that means, and and putting that all together and realizing that being lonely isn't a bad thing. I got a great story for you coming up tomorrow. I hope you'll come back. I know I was talking a long time here today. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed being here. But this story about the chemtrails, I don't know. I'm shaking my head. All you chemtrail people, you better be here tomorrow. You're going to be fascinated by what I have to say. God willing, I'll see you back there. Hope to see you then. Make it a great day.